Welcome back to That Rugby League Podcast with myself and Husey. Uh, finals time, baby. Here yes. we are. It's been 25 rounds of the best rugby league other than the Tigers versus the Titans or any game the Tigers decide to get beaten by 50-plus points, which is regularly. Um, I... And Husey are going to be wrapping up round 25 and then taking a bit of a deep dive into what we see in the finals uh, and look at a bit kind of what our predictions were slash who we uh, can celebrate, which is basically me just celebrating the Raiders actually made the final somehow <laughs> um, after a disastrous start to the season. But let's get into round 25. Yeah. Uh, to start off with, let's go through the important games because, oh, actually, let's go through the yeah. rubbish games so we can get those out of the way and we don't have to talk too much. Bulldogs bet the Seagulls by a point. Matt Burden kicked the winning yeah. field goal. Titans Once bet- again, uh, Manly finding a way to, to let us both down. <laughs> I'm not surprised anymore, though, let's be honest. Uh, yeah. Titans beating the Warriors, Tana Boyd getting a field goal. Once again, the Warriors letting their fateful down, but the Titans coming yeah. back to, to do that. The drag, uh, let's touch on this one so I won't talk about it. The Sharks smashed the Knights. The Raiders smashed the West Tigers. Cowboys smashed the Panthers B-side, um, but the other yeah. games were the big games. So let's talk about the Eels beating yeah. the Storm, 22-14 on Thursday night football. Uh, they, incredible game to start off with. they got their number. They do. They've got their number. The Eels, I think, are now five in a row against the Storm. Right, and actually, I think everyone should be very worried about the Parramatta Eels because, um, other than the Cowboys beating the Panthers B side, they're the only team to beat the Panthers this year. I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah. Uh, I so that's a great first round matchup for them. It's out west, which you know, it's not that far away from Parramatta. Like, I think people should. Parramatta have got the of all the top four teams, Parramatta's got the best chance to knock off the Panthers this week. And we'll, we'll take a look into an analysis of that or preview of that game. But yeah, the Eels uh, are hitting their stride at the right time. Um, and I think a lot of people have written off the Eels this year after some shaky mid-year performances and my label for them consistently inconsistent, but they are getting hot at the right time. And uh, I'm not going to be a, a an Eels faithful and say this year is their year, but they are. They certainly have got as good a shot as any this year, especially with that all important top four finish. Yeah, I mean that was that was the important thing about this game was the top four on the line, and they stood up when it counted. And that was kind. That's kind of always the question you have with these Eels. It's like, yeah, we know they're good, but can they? Can they do it when it counts? Um, and that was a big game to kind of get a, a proving point against a good Storm team. Like, again, I know they finished fifth mm. in, in teams, and, and we, every, I think everyone's probably expecting them to be a guaranteed top four, but that's still a good Storm team. Um, and they yeah. were actually the only other team to beat the Panthers, I think, um, out of that. So, I mean, like, I look at that and I go, it's it's a good Storm team, a massive win from them. Yeah. Um, and again, like you said, I think I, I think teams should be rightfully scared of the of the of the Eels and especially the Panthers because I think they could easily topple topple the Panthers um, this week and then and then have a pretty nice run home. The other big game, well, the next yeah. big game, Roosters versus the Rabbits, twenty six sixteen. It was a big game because it was going to be who was going to host the finals matchup, um, but it probably became a bigger game with the news of Joey Manu being out injured, and then even Cam Murray yep. suffering a head knock. Those two, at, at, after the first or second minute, or whenever, I think it was like third minute when Cam Murray was knocked out, you were probably like, 
oh, God, this is the worst result ever for the Rabbits. Now, the fact he's been named, if he passes all the con- con- concussion protocols, he could play, and Joey Manu's now out. You sit there and go, well, actually, that was, as much as winning the game was important, that loss or the loss of Joey Manu is mm. massive to the Roosters. Yeah, it is. It's going to be... Oh, yeah, the Roosters have just been on such red-hot form as well, though. It's hard to... It'd be hard to pick against them this week. But, yeah, Joey Manu is that important to the team. Um, and then, look, I don't think this will affect the Roosters that much, but obviously the news reports coming out that... Uh, Joseph Sawali's like mentor slash manager has said James Tedesco's got to leave the team within the next year or Sawali will move on kind of thing. So look, sowing dissension in the ranks. I don't think that's going to hurt him that much. Flip side, you've also had the story that Rabbitohs members couldn't buy tickets for this game in a glitch kind of thing. <laughs> you know, Chairman Nick making his presence felt there. Uh, you know, if I want it, I'm going to have it kind of thing. You can yep. put that, you can make that mean with Chairman and Nick Politis's face over the top there. Look, he, yeah, <laughs> It's all it's all leading up to a what is sure to be drama filled game that both teams could get up for, um, and I I saw a couple of like end end of season stats, right? And Alex Johnson Johnson just incredible, just a, a league apart in terms of try scoring, line breaks, and everything like that. Just it, it speaks to the excellent teammates he has inside himself and with Latrell Mitchell behind him, uh, and his you know that great um, half partner half halves pairing of Ilias and, and Walker, particularly Walker, uh, this year. Um, but yeah, try scoring machine. And yeah, with the experienced center out, um, like Joey Manu, that could just open up some more uh, opportunities for, for Johnson, no matter what side of the field uh, we're talking about. So as I said, one thing I know for sure is that this finals match is going to be brutal. We thought this game was brutal this finals game will be next level because it's finals time 100 percent. the next big game was the dragons ending the broncos oh, <laughs> baby, what a game oh. mm. i i heartily enjoyed that game um i was actually at the at the gym at the time on the treadmill watching that game and my my heart rate was up in the in the best possible way. I was <laughs> pounding out those steps, getting my ten thousand a day, incline on high, like just <laughs> riding the high of that game, baby. Let me tell you, like Matt Fine, one of the tries of the year at the end there to just put the put the Broncos away. Ben Hunt playing on another level. Uh, Zach Lomax playing well as well. Uh, even even Tyrell Sloan um, on the wing. Uh, looked like he was he was enjoying himself too. So, I mean, hopefully that that means they find a spot for him somewhere next year. Uh, Jaden Sullivan as well having a great game. It's what I've preached all year: play the young fellas. Uh, one thing that is going to be good for the Dragons next year is that a lot of the old heads are going to be moved on. Now, uh, Josh McGuire had a great game here, and uh, he's had he's had great games for the Dragons this year, but it's probably, it is probably time for him to move on. He was on a mission this game to just make Adam Reynolds' life hell, and he did so successfully, right? Tarek Sims is moving on, and look, he's he's, pro- he's he's a little bit past it now. He's been off the field more than he's been on it this year kind of thing. It's time to start getting some of these, these younger guys in. There's a lot of young guys that we've lost to other teams. One of the great moments from the weekend in the Panthers loss to the Cowboys was Eddie Blacker running down Scott Drinkwater from behind and preventing a try being scored. Who did Eddie Blacker, who was he a junior for? St. George. So we've got a lot of young guys there, a lot of young talent that needs to be 
brought in. I, I think really I've, it's, it's sort of a, a quandary for the Dragons is that a lot of our young talent is in our is in our backs and there's just simply not spots for spots for everyone, right? Like um, our best backs are the Fee and I twins who are both wingers. Taro Sloan, who's a winger slash fullback. But you've also got Michaeli Ravalawa, who's played really well. Cody Ramsey, who's played really well. Um, so it's hard to see, uh, you know, we've got, we'll have Moses Suli coming back from injury and things like that. So it's hard to see where these players will get opportunities, um, except, you know, maybe through injuries and stuff like that. The Fords could use a bit of a bolstering. But we it's just about signed, the Dragons. How about signed, those uh, Broncos? Jack Murchie as well. Did you see that? I didn't see that. I that's see that's a, good, I, a really good signing in my point of view. He's played some serious minutes for the Warriors and does the dirty work. So I think that's a that's a good pickup from you. But yeah, let's let's now rip apart these yeah. these Brisbane Broncos. Broncos, oh baby, Matt, going from a top four spot to the uh, West Tigers position of ninth on the ladder um, <laughs> and being beaten by the Dragons. Um, I'm going to circle back to the Dragons after we finish talking about the Broncos because you know I think we said this week we're going to do a little bit of an end of year dissection on both of our teams and what happened for them this year. Uh, so so I get, maybe we'll do that after we finish talking about all these big games. But uh, the Broncos, yeah, just absolutely falling apart. Division within the team, like Tyson Gamble saying that no one goes to Kevy, they go to Adam Reynolds, which I don't think is that necessarily that contra- most controversial of a statement, right? I think that's probably realistic. Like, it's Adam Reynolds. He's he's won a, he's won a premiership. He's one of the best players in the game. He's one of the best halfbacks uh, in the game and one of the best halfbacks the game's ever seen, really. Like, he, he's he's pretty bloody good. And it's easier to approach someone who's closer to your own age than a, than a coach. And, you know, I think as well, Tyson Gamble's a half. Like, of course he's going to... If he's playing six, he's going to go to seven and ask what he should be doing, what he should be doing better. So I don't think it was necessarily that controversial, but I think that is just sort of a representation of how the Broncos season has gone. It has all been... Uh, magnified because they are the Brisbane Broncos. They're one of the biggest teams in the NRL. Everything they do is under a magnifying glass. Uh, for work, um, a couple of years ago, I did the shareholders meeting for the Brisbane Broncos. And um, the, these people that have got a financial investment in the club, right? All None of their questions were about how their financial investment was going, like how the business of the Brisbane Broncos were going. It was all about on-the-field stuff. So even the people that have put their money directly into the company that is the Brisbane Broncos care about what happens on the field. And uh, you see that with with all the, the media drama that's come with the Broncos this year. And I, I would say, look, the if you went back to the start of the year, right before the Broncos had played any football, and you said you'll finish ninth this year, they wouldn't be too upset about that given where they finished last year. However, with the promise they showed this season and being in the top four and playing well against some of those top teams, I think Broncos, players, fans, coaches, staff, management will all be disappointed with how this season's gone. 100% agree. I mean, just the capitulation. I mean, we talked about it as a bad shit, but to to top off a bad shit and a capitulation like that with a, a loss to the Dragons and not just any loss, like a, a, they lost that game. Like it wasn't like, oh, you know, we were screwed in the last minute or anything. Like they just lost. Like every time I checked the score, they were losing. I, was it wire to wire? It must about must have been just about. Like you, when you took the lead, I don't think you gave it up again. So it's just, yeah, just, uh, uh, I think they'll have to take a long, hard look. I, I see why these questions about Kevy's coaching, not because... Not from Tyson Gamble, but like if he will still be on as coach, because to mm. 
lose momentum the way they lost momentum and then have 60 points and 50 point losses back to back when your season's on the line to me that goes that's probably a little bit beyond the players as well like there's something internally still not 100% right like don't get me wrong we've said he's taken them from where they were in a bad place to where they are now but I like thinking right now they're still not a guaranteed top eight spot next year and they went on a pretty decent run this year to get to where they were. I go, could I see one of these teams around them? And again, there's a long off season to go, slipping down. I, I think we've probably got the best eight teams in the top eight. Like, and I know you know that sounds stupid, but last year we had like the Titans and the Knights, who were quite clearly a little bit out of their depth. These none of these eight teams are yeah. out of their depth. And I we said it, we said whoever finishes ninth is gonna have heartbreak because they're probably good enough to be in the top eight. But I I look at it now and I go, Man, you put the the Bronx up against the storm, I would have seen a sixty point drumming on on the first week of the final. Now I see the Raiders against the Storm, I go, fuck, I don't actually know. Mm. I don't actually know. So, yeah, yeah uh, a capitulation of all capitulations to ever be of capitulated of capitulations just <laughs> yeah. happened, just occurred in the yeah. season. So, yeah, a, an interesting way for the Bronx to finish it. And then it was, uh, the cherry was really put on it when the uh, Raiders were up 42-0 at halftime against the mighty Tigers, wooden spoon winner Tigers. I mean, the Broncos lost to. The Broncos <laughs> those yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that kind of just summed up the Broncos season was hey, we've got a chance. We win this game against the Dragons. Oh, we've lost it. Oh, would it have mattered? No, because the Tigers are down 42 0 at half time. So, yeah. yeah. Let's look into the finals and then we'll touch base on a little bit of our teams at the end of this. Um, so you don't have to, to listen to us ramble about our teams if you don't want to. Yeah. But let's go into the finals. One thing just one thing right before we get to the finals, and that's I've just got to mention this one thing from the, the Manly Sea Eagles post-game, is that Amari Tapao, who's departing the club, fired shots at his teammates and ex- really exposed the division about the players that, uh, you know, the whole pride jersey thing, where the players weren't passing him the ball on the field and were cutting him out of plays and just ignoring him, basically. And it's like, at the NRL level, that that is... If if the if the Tigers hadn't been beaten by forty six points and were down forty two nil at halftime, that would have been the lowest point of this round and maybe the whole season. The the Seagulls are lucky that the Tigers got beat as badly as they did. That the media attention's been taken away from that because that is huge for a professional team for the players to be acting like that. And then all the things coming out like you know Turbo and Daily Cherry Evans aren't friends, and it's like. You know that one's kind of like, yeah, well, well, no shit. Like, not everyone's going to be friends, and also they play each other, they play against each other in Origin and whatnot. Like, I don't think they're going to be that buddy buddy. But questions now about Cherry Evans as captain at Manly. Will Des even will Des actually want to stay on next year? With all the changes the board are going to be implementing, or will he just tell them to go screw themselves? Because he he wants to retire. He wants to put in place a succession plan, and the board wants to run him into the ground essentially. So Manly, which is a team that at the start of the year I predicted to be a top four team based on their performance last year, has had has had probably the second worst year of any club apart from the West Tigers, I think. And arguably uh, yeah. in some cases you could say worse. Yeah, the 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 barbecue gate doesn't look so bad as the pride gate now does really because like no because like yeah like again the dragons were on track for a, a decent season like again not 
this was a team challenging for the eights that have legitimately crumbled all the way down to 11th, I think they finished, um, and haven't won a game since it, have shown division within the team, have looking, looked embarrassing on the field, and now have their star players talking about leaving or this and that, and their star coach going, I don't even know if I'm going to be here. Like, it's just, what a shambles yep. it's turned into. Um, it's, it's a... 100%. It's, it's good for everyone else, especially... Uh, the Kiwis who, who dislike Manly, but yeah, for Manly supporters, it's a tough time to go through. Um, but Do you yeah, guys dislike I, Manly because they beat you in the final. Is that is that is that you just permanently hate Manly now? Ever, I, if, if if there's a a New Zealand supporter, a New Zealand New Zealand born who supports Manly, other than like you know has done it from birth, you're a fucking traitor. Like that that, that was the most heartbreaking final grand final loss, and and uh, you know I was around when. I was still a kid, but you know the 2002 one. I think it was with the with the Roosters. You know we were in it until halftime, and then they ran away with it for the that one. And yeah, it was just you know it, for a New Zealand Warriors fan that hurts. That hurts a lot, yeah. um, and it will hurt forever. And I'm never going to like the Manly Seagulls because of that. Uh, but yeah, let's let's run through this finals preview. First game is the Battle of the West, I believe. Yep, yep. Panthers versus Eels on Friday night. This one, I. I think the Eels have got a real chance here. Um, as we said, the, look, I'm, gonna, I'm going to put a caveat on the Melbourne's victory over the Panthers and also the Cowboys' victory over the Panthers because they were not, they did not have Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai in the team. And I think there were even more players missing in the Melbourne Storm game. The Eels are essentially the only team to beat a full-strength Penrith side this year. I think the Eels have got a real shot at this. Uh, as well, the Panthers, they rested players last week. So yes, they are fresh, but then you've also got that week where you haven't, played the game. You've also got Cleary coming back after five weeks of not playing a game, et cetera, et cetera. It's sort of the, 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 the trap we used to see with top seeds in the NFL and the playoffs that would lose the first playoff game they were in because they had that bye week and the, they were too rusty. Now, will we see the same thing with Penrith? I don't know. This is one of those dominant sides ever in the NRL based on their record this year. Um, you think about it, three losses over the year, three losses. That's pretty incredible. Um, but I think, look, of the top four teams, those being um, the, the top four teams not named the Panthers, those being the Eels, Sharks, and Cowboys, of those teams, the Eels, I think, have got the best shot to knock off uh, Penrith. So I think we are in for a hell of a game on Friday night. 100% agree. Um, and I again, it's, it's, that's, it's such a good one because you just don't know who's going to win, which is fantastic. Now, I think, it, 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 funnily enough, I'm going to go with it's the inconsistent, consistent, Eels, who you just if, if the right Eels turn te- team turns up, it's going to be a hell of a game. If the wrong yeah. Eels team turns up, Panthers win by forty, and we just move on and go. Okay, that's the Eels across the line through them. Um, so yeah, hopefully the right Eels team turn up. Then the first of the Saturday games is the Storm versus the Raiders. And like I said before, I said if this was the Broncos, I'd just be like, okay, fifty points, take that Storm off through the next round. The Raiders last time out beat the Storm. Um, I think have a pretty good shot. They're on a good run again. They've had it pretty easy with their uh, schedule the past few weeks, but they've done everything right. I think Fogarty's starting to really click. The back line's starting to really click. It's another time where, another game where we go, mate, either team could, could walk away with this. Yeah. It's, we're set for a great final series. Like all, it's, all of these four games, at this point, you look at them and it's hard to pick a winner. Right, and saying that about the Panthers game, where the Panthers have been as dominant as they have this year, 
speaks to the quality of the competition uh, and i'll get get to that later as well um but yeah for, for my mind i feel like this the, the storm it's sort of like the the roosters and rabbitos situation like they're missing pappenhausen one of their best players as well I, it's it's hard to pick against the storm though um especially when they're when they're hosting a game down in melbourne and it's a finals game it's very hard to pick against melbourne um the raiders are getting hot at the right time i I don't know if they have everything they need to to knock off the storm. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, so, so I'm inclined for the storm here, but I think it'll be a very, very close and good game. Totally. And the second Saturday game is? The Sharks versus the Cowboys. Another top four clash here. This one, uh, look, the Sharks are the two seed. And that's probably, as in, uh, I, I know I'm speaking NFL terminology, but they're, they're hosting this finals game. Um, and for, for that reason, the reason it's not in North Queensland, I'm inclining towards the Sharks here. I, they're, they're the most underrated uh, top four team in a long time, right? Like, they're, they're the second seed. They've had an incredible run this year. They've been consistent all throughout the year. Um, they, uh, they had a close game against the Panthers as well. They, they've they've proven their medal against the other top teams. Um, the Cowboys have as well. The Cowboys are a deserved number three team. I, I give a fraction of an edge to the to the Sharks in this one, um, due to the fact that they're playing uh, not in North Queensland. If this was up in North Queensland, I'd give this one to the Cowboys. But I, I, like I said before, we're in for some great games this week, and I think this will be another one of them, uh, and some great matchups to watch, particularly in in the back lines for these two teams. Yeah, the the thing, and and it was pointed out, is the Sharks' schedule has makes them deservedly underrated. Like the teams they have beaten, like if we go through their whole schedule, okay, so they lost um, to the Raiders first up, beat the Eels, statement made, beat the Dragons, beat the Knights, beat the Tigers, lost the Storm, beat the Sea Eagles, lost the Broncos, beat the Warriors, lost the Raiders. Beat the Titans, lost to the Roosters, beat the Warriors, beat the Titans, beat the Dogs, beat the Storm, beat the Cowboys, beat the Panthers, uh, lost to the Panthers, beat the Rabbitohs, and then they went Dragons, Tigers, Seagulls, Bulldogs, Knights to finish the season. Like, yeah. there's not a lot of big game wins. Now, they had them early in the season. They had a one-point win against the Rabbits, um, and then they have obviously beaten the Cowboys. I think July 15th makes me believe... It was around State of Origin time as well. So I'm not 100% sure on that being the best Cowboys team. So, again, deserved second seed, but I also see why they're underrated because their wins have come against lesser opponents except for a couple of, you know, um, big games out there. So I kind of go deservedly underrated. But, again, at home, it's not going to be easy for the Cowboys to travel down. I think the Cowboys have a better team. But either team on their day could easily win this game. Yeah. Then the final matchup, which is probably the game of the round, which sounds weird to say, yeah. but to get two rivals like this and playing two weeks in a row, like two weeks in a row, and in in, in Allianz, uh, we a, a sold out venue. I imagine uh, if both teams a very good chance to win. I imagine one of the most physical, one of the most scrappy, one of the most... I, I wouldn't be surprised if we bring back the Biff for this game. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Demetrius and Robinson go, hey, and whisper in Waria Hargreaves and yeah. a Burgess ear and go, 
hey, you crazy fucking New Zealander and Ke- uh, Englishman, you fucking you we you just if someone if someone picks on Kerry, if someone picks on Walker, I don't want to see him swinging. I want you swinging, and you just swing for the fences, baby. We'll take we'll take the suspension as yeah. it comes. Like this, realistically, for these two teams. If you win this game, it doesn't actually matter like as much as a grand final win matters. If you lose next week, it's not going to matter. But knowing you won this game, season's done. Like you've done a good job. Yeah. You lose this game, your season's a failure. Like that's how big 100%. this is for these two teams. I think. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, we we talked about this game already. Essentially, I don't have too much more analysis for it other than I'm excited to watch it. Watch it happen. Hundred. Percents. Uh, do you want to make you want to make picks for this week just quickly, and then we'll run for our teams. I'll let you go first. Yes, uh, let's. I'll make picks for this week, and then um, let's briefly touch on the the NRLW from this last week, and then we'll go through our teams. Sounds so good. my picks. Uh, fuck, it's this is really hard. This is really <laughs> hard. I am gonna go. Ooh, Panthers. I think I'm gonna be very boring and go all the 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 top seeds and be Panthers, Storm, Sharks, Roosters. All right. I, I'm i going to go uh, Panthers. I believe they'll just get it done. I don't like the pick, yeah, but I'll go for it. Uh, I'm going to go Raiders. Yep. I am going to go Cowboys. And I'm going to go Rabbitohs. Yeah. So we agree I, on one, disagree on three others. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it, it's like that though It is like that This round Like this final series yeah. You just don't 100% know And I, I Yeah I can't even call you Crazy on any of them Like I could I could very easily see the all Like it, all those results Are super possible This weekend 100% Do you want to take us through The NRLW My friend Yes And it is painful for me To do this Because my Dragons were Smashed by uh, The Roosters um, The the true opening Of the new Allianz Stadium The first game played <laughs> At the new Allianz um, stadium uh, as much as the the men's team want to take that the, the women's have that honor so the drag the roosters won 34 to 6 over that the roosters looking dangerous uh in the nrlw yet again um led by some real superstars there uh particularly jessica sergis uh a favorite NRLW player of mine, along with Emma Tonegaru from the from the Dragons, I think they are, and they're both New South Welsh women as well. Um, oh, then we had the the Queensland clash, the Broncos beating the Titans twenty two four, a necessary win for the Broncos, and then we had the Knights versus the Eels, the Knights uh, just scraping by with an eighteen to sixteen win there. So uh, an exciting round of the NRLW, the Roosters on top of the table at the moment, which no one wants to see, but um, look, they, because it's simply because it's the Roosters, but yeah, it's a sad weekend for me. I was really wanting us to, to take the glory of the um, Roosters winning in their, in their new stadium away from them, but unfortunately they were just too good. I can't um, wait until there's more teams into this comp. Like I love that, love mm. the comp, and when I, whenever I see a game, it's just a, a, an amazing game to watch. Normally, um, with women's sports, the, the, you, you normally yeah. don't kind of get the talent that you kind of you've seen in the NRLW, especially. Uh, so um, I love it, but I can't wait. I think it's going to ten teams next year, which will be yeah. just so much better for the comp. Just again, it may lessen the product just slightly, but it's a necessary evil. 
to make it yeah. more rounds and get them playing more, hopefully get them on professional contracts uh, where they can make yes. it their full-time thing has to be the goal, uh, as Super Rugby W should be trying to do. But uh, New mm. Zealand and Australia will maybe one day figure that out. All right, our teams, you want to run us through your Dragons first? Finish yeah, the higher, I'll like give a, you the, you give, you, you, you've yeah. earned it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was actually sort of interested, like, you know, how did the Dragons of this year compare to last year? And better in a whole lot of ways, really. So last year we finished 11th, this year we finished 10th. Now you think, oh, well, that's one point difference. But last year we were we won eight games and lost 16. This year we won 12 games and lost 12 games. So that's actually quite a market improvement. And if we um, go, if the, the 2022 Dragons played in 2021, they would be actually the seven seed in the finals. <laughs> they would um, bump the Knights down to eighth and kick the Titans out of the finals altogether. Because, and that speaks to the, the quality of the top teams this year, um, just how good that they've been that... Uh, that the 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 eighth seed in the finals went fourteen and ten, right? Um, which uh, yeah, that that's it just it just speaks to the level at the top of the competition. So they improved actually this year. The dragons now a lot of people will be saying the dragons will be disappointed in this season, and I think it's much like the the Broncos sort of situation at the start of the year. If you said um, to dragons fans, you're going to go twelve and twelve. I would have been happy with that because we, as I said, we went eight and sixteen last year. However, we showed promise through the year that we didn't capitalize on, lost games that we should have won, and games that we lost, we lost badly. Um, and I think at times the chopping and changing of the lineup, young players being in and out of the lineup, a fullback not being settled um, until sort of halfway through the season, Moses Zembai at fullback I think was 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 bad for the club. Uh, uh, yeah, I think was it, it, that was disappointing. However, I think the Dragons have got a much stronger identity going into next year. They know what they've got sort of in these younger players, so I think we'll see more of them. Ben Hunt had a career season, um, and he he will sign a contract extension. He's he said <laughs> it's when, not if, at this stage. So they're just nutting out the final numbers. Um, yeah, look, it, it, it is disappointing. Because I could, because you could see where we could have gotten with the dragons. Um, however, I think if you if you look at it in the context of previous NRL seasons, like as I said, in 2021 we would have been seventh on the ladder. In uh, in 2020, uh, well, I guess it was only 20 rounds that season, but uh, you know we would have been if we went uh, 50. 50-50 would have been 10 games, 10 games. We would have been the eighth on the ladder. Uh, 2019. Uh, we would have eighth. been eighth. Yeah, like you know, it, it's a, it's a rough year to go twelve and twelve. Jesus right? Christ, twenty eighteen, uh, what a year! Yeah, twenty eighteen, same. I just looked at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So look, it's you know, it is is a it was a rough to, um, it's a rough year to go twelve and twelve. Uh, but either it is what it is. Uh, I think that the calls for Anthony Griffin's head are a little bit premature. I don't think Anthony Griffin's the problem. I think probably getting some better assistant coaches in there would be better. And I think probably the Dragons need to adopt, and I think more teams need to do this, and I've said this since they announced it, more clubs need to adopt 
something the West Tigers are doing, which is going to be that succession plan with Tim Sheens and Benji Marshall. I think that needs to, and what the Souths did. I mean, look at the Rabbitohs. They're in the finals with a first year head coach because he's been taught under Wayne Bennett. Are they as good as they were under Wayne Bennett this year? I mean, if they make it to the grand final again, yes, but yeah. they, they're, you know, we don't, we don't know, but they have definitely quality and they've improved as the year gone on. I think the Dragons need to do that. Name that keeps getting tossed around is Dean Young, um, obviously played for the club, uh, but also his father is currently the chairman. So that makes it a little bit awkward to say, yeah, he's going to be our next coach and not be accused of bias and whatnot. Um, but there's other names out there or the chairman could move on, et cetera, et cetera. But I think that needs to be in place f- because I think so much that is a detriment of clubs is uncertainty over the head coach. I mean, we saw it with the Tigers and Michael Maguire. We're seeing it now a little bit with the Dragons. We're starting to see it with the Seagulls. We saw it with the Bulldogs. Uh, we saw it with the Knights. We saw it with the Warriors. Like, it's it, it adds to the problem. So I think the Dragons need to adopt that because Hook is getting on in years. Um, a succession plan for who should replace him. And some better assistant coaches. Like, I think Peter Gentle was one of his assistant coaches who was part of that miserable Broncos um, experiment with Anthony Seabold. So, yeah, look, I think better assistant coaches for Anthony Griffin, um, especially attacking coaches. Um, it's it's d- disappointing that the Eels snapped up Trent Barrett for me because I would have loved to see him be the attack coach for the Dragons because I think that is where he is best is as an assistant coach. Um, but, yeah, it's not all doom and gloom. One thing the Dragons definitely have to get better at is playing away from home. Their home record is 9-3. and three. Their away record is 3-9. and nine. So they need to learn how to travel a little <laughs> bit better. Um, but definitely having a positive home record, that is better than the Eels and the Storm and the Raiders' home record. And it's the same home record as the Roosters and the Rabbitohs and the Cowboys. And only one game worse than the Panthers and the Sharks. So defending your home ground is obviously very necessary to be a top four team uh, and a top eight team, but they need to learn how to travel. Um, so, yeah, look, all in all, not the. it's a disappointing year of the Dragons because it was so middle of the road, right? The yep. 12 and 12, it sums up perfectly. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, fuck. Yeah, it was a season, I guess. There were great <laughs> highs, there were lows, there were exciting moments, but at the end of the day, we went 12 and 12 and we're outside the finals, so... What the fuck does it matter? Yeah. The only thing that'll make the season worth it is if Ben Hunt wins the Dallium, which he should. Uh, yeah, I mean, not touching on that point, but touching on uh, a discussion we had earlier, which was a court case, which you said, I believe the Dragons were going to make the finals. Mm. So let's let's say that's eighth yeah, position. Yeah, court case. That, that's eighth yeah. position. I predicted them to be 12th. They finished middle of the road between both of us and finished 10th. So yeah. <laughs> they didn't, they, they exceeded my expectations, summary. slightly disappointed yours, and they finished 10th. <laughs> to be fair, in my defense of that point as well, I was going by the standards of 2021, and if by the standards of 2021, <laughs> they would have been 7th or 8th. So, well, like, unfortunately, I through, through hey. that lens, how could I possibly... F- yeah. If we look quickly uh, into so the Titans. on so many levels. I don't yeah. think we need to go too deep into my Titans. It was a disappointing year. However, they only lost or lost four more games than the previous year, which is mental to think, mm. again, like we're saying, the levels of 2021 weren't that high. Uh, 2022 just became a sour note. Uh, again, there's just there was just too many piss-poor performances. There was too many... Uh, I, it will always stand out as the year we let Jamal Fogarty go. And the fact that we did that, I think, showed. Now, picking up Kieran Foran, 
uh, an experienced half to go in there. I'm hopeful. I think we've got the four-pack that can do the job. It's really, do we have the halves and how the spine is going to work. Jaden Campbell's electric. Brimo's getting better at six. It's who's going to play seven for us, which is seeming like Kieran Foran. I, I, I rate Toby Sexton, and I think he was harshly underdone by our fans always calling him out, which it clearly showed it wasn't him. Um, mm. It's the team as a whole. So if you think, if, if we'd gone Jamal Fogarty and kept him, played him at seven, played Sexton at six, I think we look back and we we, we have a much better year. Um, I think all we can focus on now, I, I, I always give coaches normally three years to prove their points. Um, Holbrook's up to his third year coming up next year. He's had, had two. If we under-deliver, I think Holbrook will probably be making way. I like Holbrook and I'd prefer to him to stay on because, like you said, the uncertainty, it doesn't help. But he does need a, not a strong start. Um, and if there isn't a strong start, we need to see a succession plan. I don't know what that is. Um, would love for Mal Meninga, who's involved in the club, to, to come and, <laughs> and take us to glory. Uh, but the likelihood of that is probably less than zero. So, yeah, that's that's the Titans. Not too much to say. I, I, I will put a quick mention out to, obviously, Bo Firm has been outstanding this year, but David Fafita, a lot of people go, oh, he's on 1.3 million, rah, 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 he needs to be doing this, that, that. Again, a player negotiates his contract, he, he hasn't played up to that level of the contract. It's not his fault he signed that contract. It is entirely the Titans organisation fault. We valued him at that much. He can and he's showing he can bring value to this team. Is it enough to be paying him 1.3? No, not at all. Um, I would say he's an 800k player easily. Like uh, where, The way he can turn games around, are we paying 500 over for him? Yes, we are. I'm not angry at David Fafita about it. Yes, could I? would I hope that he could run through players every single game? Teams are better than that just to let him do that. So I'm never going to be angry at yep. David Fafita, what he's done. It's entirely a Titans thing. We haven't had the right people giving him the ball. So lay off my friend David Fafita because I, I, I truly value having him in our team and would prefer to have him than not to have him. Um, but yeah, that's all I have to say about my Titans. <laughs> More than enough. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we finished. What did we finish? Like thirteenth in the end. We finished on top yeah. of that oh, fucking scramble of teams. Like that's what I for a team that you know we had set some some high goals. We thought we were going to be top eight to be battling yeah. for a spoon for a while. And I was like, fuck, are we going to lose the Tigers here? Uh, to finish thirteenth on uh, point stuff, I'll take that. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, an exciting week ahead again. Join us, same place, same time next week as we wrap up the first round of finals. Massive games, massive, massive energy going into them, um, and we will keep you up to date. But for now, goodbye. Peace.